Okay, welcome everybody. This is Mary Craig Ministries and Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, Truth for All Time. The message today is on life, purpose, and meaning. I am Dr. Mary Craig. It is October 8th. 2023, and now we're uh, I'm going to have Stephen open us with prayer. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you for the body and blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We thank you for his life of radical obedience, perfect, personal, perpetual obedience, even to death on the cross. We thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even to dying to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he died by his blood, the sacrifice of himself. We thank you he brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you, that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father, We thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin, and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. We thank you, Lord God, for those in Christ who were chosen before the foundation of the world, and we are accepted in the Beloved. We thank you that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, out from among the dead and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, God the Son, Son of God, ruler over the kings of this earth, and coming again in power and great glory. We thank you for the sending of the Holy Spirit, and we ask that the Holy Spirit come as the Spirit of truth, guiding us into the truth that he come as the spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealing Jesus Christ to us and granting us wisdom for the days in which we live. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our eyes to comprehend, understand, and perceive what you have for us today. Open the eyes of our minds and open the eyes of our hearts to receive. Honor our desire to glorify you. We come before you in humility on bended knee with our heads bowed. We pray that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new man which was created according to you, God, in true righteousness and holiness, that you would sanctify us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, that we may open our mouths boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, compassion, and grace, that we might love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. People of every generation look at life and desire to know why they exist, to what end, for what purpose. They want their lives to have meaning and significance. The Westminster Confession of Faith answers the question, 
what is the chief end or purpose of man with this. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Human beings were created in the image of God, their creator. Yes, I said creator. Genesis 1. God has a plan, a purpose behind what he does. God set things up for human beings starting with Adam and Eve in the garden to trust his wisdom, obey his commands, and be blessed, or certain other things would bring certain consequences, namely death. The Adamic covenant, also known as the covenant of creation, was also a covenant of works. Man was and is to have dominion and function much like a vice regent. He was created to function as a free moral agent. Genesis 1, 26-28. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Today, too many nations demonstrate a lack of compassion. Being nations that worship the creation and which bring upon themselves the judgment of God. As people flood into the USA, we are experiencing increasing abuse, violence, and cruelty. Things are way out of hand and perverted, causing many to wake up and be appalled at the abuse of the innocents of the weak and helpless, of little children, of people at all stages of life, and of animals, birds, and all God's creation. It is but another evidence of human beings failing to hear and heed God's commandments. For example, work animals like donkeys are overburdened. There is no rest, no peace, no joy, no time, no time to be healed. With honor comes responsibility. God created the heavens and the earth and then made man. 
who was made in the image of God, male and female. God created them. Man received God's command to have dominion, not domination, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis 1, 27 to 28, we just heard it. As God rested on the seventh day from his labors, he established the precedent of for the Sabbath, Genesis 2, verse 3, Exodus 20, verse 8. God took the man, Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Adam gave names to each living creature, Genesis 2, verse 15, and 19 and 20. Clearly, as Adam was created to live in relationship with his creator, so also Adam was to live in relationship with God's creation the work of God's hand. Adam's sin corrupted and disrupted the peace of God's good creation. Adam broke covenant with the Almighty, bringing just consequence upon himself and his posterity. That's all the rest of it. By dishonoring God, by disdaining the word and will of God, by unbelief, by obeying another wisdom, obeying a lie instead of truth, Adam brought upon himself and subsequent humanity the curse. The creation began to suffer. Adam's failure in his fundamental role as tender, he was a tender gardener, and provider would mean tension and discord rather than harmony and peace between him and the ground. The hostility of the breach, which would place humanity at enmity with God, Living alienated from the life of God would bring creation into frustration, futility of groaning for redemption. Romans eight nineteen to twenty one says this for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God for the creation was subjected to futility or frustration vanity not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. 
Remember, the commandment was for humanity to have dominion, not domination. We especially are not to force creatures to do what God never intended for their being, purpose, and meaning. That's cruel. For example, forcing birds designed to be with other birds to live alone in a locked cage. It's very sad. Can the cage bird sing? Adam heeded another wisdom. In doing so, he rejected Christ, the wisdom of God. Human beings created in the image of God were not to dominate, exploit, harm, ruin, or destroy God's good creation. They are mandated to demonstrate the goodness, compassion, mercy, kindness, and grace of the Creator. Tend the garden, be fruitful and multiply, bear fruit that remains, Replenish, not strip. Adam has the capacity to hear and see God, to speak to and with God, to live in relationship with God. The disloyalty and disobedience of his unbelief corrupted the system, the good order of creation as God intended it. In desiring God, Adam fell from the honor given him by God in creation. Hostility and discord entered the system. It was kind of like putting cyanide in water or something, or whatever you can put cyanide into you don't really see it. It may look good, but if you drink that, whatever it was, it's deadly. It's deadly. With harmony and order countered by forces opposing the Creator God, God became the preserver of life the one holding things together. Colossians chapter 1. And Psalm 36, verses 5 and 6. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O oh Lord, you preserve man and beast, the animals. Psalm 36, verses 5 and 6. God loves to create marvels. God is Lord of the creation. God speaks and creations results from the creative power of his word. All of creation stands at attention, 
ready to obey God's commands. And except man, really, we're little rebels. Thus we are to marvel and praise the Creator. Everything that has breath is to praise the Lord. Psalm 150. Creation lives in relationship with its Creator. Creation is not to be worshipped or served. Exodus 20, verses 1 to 7. Or, for to do so is to take the name of the Lord who is Creator in vain. That means as empty of power. Creation stands separate from and distinguished from the Creator. But in vital union with the creation, who is the author of all that exists, John chapter 1. God's purpose before he created the heavens and the earth to establish, he purposed to establish a plan of salvation, his way. Unlike the first Adam, Jesus, as the last Adam and second man, lives as the incarnate Son of God in perfect relationship with his Father and demonstrates for us how to live in unbroken confidence and trust in the source and sustainer of all life and blessing. We are to rest and to let those under our dominion rest from labor. Mark 2, verse 27. You know, now we're kind of swinging. We're kind of swinging the other way. Where nobody wants to work. <laughs> they want more money and, and more days off. And so, all they want to do is rest and sleep. But a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty comes. So there's a balance. And, and But God meant for us to labor six days and have a rest to worship him. That rejuvenates us. And the animals and servants. And that would be your... Um, your employees, if you own a company, they need time off. Everybody needs to uh, have time off. And just remember, uh, sometimes taking a vacation is not restful. <laughs> you vacate, but sometimes it's it's more activity than your own work that you had to do. Okay. Now I'm gonna let Stephen 
finish this out. We are not to use the creation in opposition to the will of God to exploit positions of power for personal advantage. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. As the Father cares for the birds and for the flowers, much lower on the order of creation, those things that have not the intrinsic honor given to man who was created in the image of God, so also he will care for us and we seek him first and his kingdom. Matthew 6. Because of what man has done, all creatures are dependent on the restoration of a right relationship between God and God's representative in the cosmos. The coming of Christ into the cosmos demonstrated God's love for the cosmos and his create uh, for his the coming of Christ into the cosmos demonstrated God's love for the cosmos for his creation. God so loved the cosmos that he gave his only begotten son, John 3:16. The son Jesus Christ is God, the God-man come to effect and restore peace. We call it salvation, getting right with the true God and getting it right in alignment with the word of God. God's commands, plan and purpose give meaning to life. Through Christ and those who are the children of God through faith in Christ, the creation has hope for harmony, order, goodness, and love. Men and women, boys and girls, living in right relationship with God the Creator can bless can bless and do good, honor and have regard for God's cosmos, the creation, the work of God's hands, by obeying His commands through faith, working by love and enabled by grace. Those who truly believe might take note and consider this sampling. And we have a list here of seven. Number one, honor the Sabbath and extend the Sabbath rest to all who labor, both man and animal, even the ground and its yield that supply food. Exodus 20.10, Exodus 23, Isaiah 58.13 and 14, Isaiah 14, for example. Number two, as the fallen ox was to be helped to its feet, Deuteronomy 22.4, and the straying ox was to be returned to safety, Exodus 23.4 and Deuteronomy 22.1, and the sheep and cattle need tending and care even on the Sabbath. So also caring and merciful intervention extends more so to people even on the Sabbath regardless of material advantage. Matthew 12:11, Luke 13:15 and Luke 14:5. Number 3, and these again are those who truly believe might take note and consider the sampling. So these are the Okay, number 3. Do not allow the unequal yoke. 
Oxen and donkeys were not to plow together, Deuteronomy 22.10. Jesus invites being yoked to him because in doing so, we are yoked to one, capital O-N-E, whose burdens are light, and to one who gives rest to our souls, Matthew 11. We are not to be yoked with Belial, with those hostile to the Creator God, 2 Corinthians 6. Number four, do not muzzle the ox as it treads out the corn. Well, (laughs) some of the translations call it corn. Deuteronomy 25, verse 4. Those who labor, whether human or animal, are entitled to support are entitled to support from the benefits of their work. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 9, 2 Timothy 5, 18. Number five, regard the life of animals. Proverbs 12, verse 10 says, quote, A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Number six, bring offerings of all your increase to the Lord, that the Lord... God may bless you. Deuteronomy 14, Deuteronomy 26, Malachi 3, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, for example. Be generous, Proverbs 22, 9, 16, 22, and 23. And then number 7 of 7, uh, present yourself. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be transformed. Okay. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or spiritual worship, Romans 12, verse 1. Okay, there are more than seven in this list, so there are 13, so we're going on to number eight. Serve the Lord God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Deuteronomy 28:47, Psalm 100. Number nine, do not shed innocent blood, nor sacrifice to idols. Quote, Surely for your lifeblood I will de- I will demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast I will require it, and from the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood. By man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God he made man. Quote, that was Genesis 9, verses 5 and 6. See also Leviticus 17, Psalm 94, 21, Psalm 5, 6, Psalm 55, 23, Deuteronomy 18, and Exodus 23, verse 7. Number 10. Do not overwork to be rich, Proverbs 23, 4. Number 11, bless the creation and the creator, not as ones conditioned by the cosmos, but as ones sent into the cosmos by the Son to keep his word and commandment. John 17, 18. And also 20, verse 21, 14, verse 15, and verse 23 of John. Number 12, be an instrument of peace and goodwill, giving glory to God by enjoying Him and the works of His hands. Psalm 104, Psalm 19, Psalm 24, for example. 
Now number now 13 of 13. Love and cherish life. Be a good steward and fulfill the responsibility of your God-given honor as a child of the Almighty, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Psalm 33, Psalm 34, verses 11 to 14, Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. Uh, 1 Peter 4, verses 7 to 10. Whether we call it, quote, awakening or, quote, revival, the Holy Spirit is on the move right now, especially in the lives of young people. We know certain generations have been targeted, the plan of evildoers being to terminate, quote, useless eaters, quote, to depopulate vast areas of the planet and to bring even more people and places to poverty so they can be controlled by governments given to the desire to kill the Creator and take His place. We must be very careful now that we do not mock, blaspheme, limit, vex, etc., the Holy Spirit, who is the life-giver, the life-maker. The Holy Spirit applies what Jesus Christ has accomplished as Redeemer, as surety of the covenant of grace, the only mediator between the living and true God and man. Jesus came into the cosmos to bring life and to bring it more abundantly. John 10, verse 10. He calls us to a life of blessing, a life free of exploiting others for personal advantage, a life of giving, a life of joy. He calls us to sow seeds of life wherever we go, wherever he sends us in the cosmos. We are messengers of the good news. Wherever we are, we give hope and love and the hope of harmony and order to all creation. Let's pray whenever and wherever we see abuse towards humans and God's creation. Let's pray, it says. Let's join together in seeking forgiveness and grace from the living God to repent for abuse, dishonor, disdain, disregard, and contempt for God's creatures, God's creation. And let's preach, teach, and share this gospel of Jesus Christ to all creation, to every creature. And now this is a quote from Mark 16. This is Mark 16, verse 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen, and let's pray. Father God, we do come before you right now, and we pray, Lord, that whenever and wherever we see abuse towards humans and and your creation, Lord, that we will pray... um, Find something to pray 
pray about it. Bring it before your throne of grace, Lord. We know, Lord, the judge of all the earth will do right. And we can do more through prayer and let you work because you do miracles. You do wonders. You are marvelous. And so help us to remember we are not God. We are not you and we don't have the power to enforce necessarily. And let us, Lord, join together in seeking forgiveness and grace from you, Lord God, to repent for abuse, dishonor, disdain, disregard, and contempt for your creatures and creation. And let's not have the attitude, only four people died. Let's not have that attitude. And let us preach, teach, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ to all creation, to every creature, even the penguins on Antarctica. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And now if you please stand for the benediction. Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of the peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you, what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.